I'm joined today by Murray Leader. Murray was a guest on season one, and we talked about Star Trek. Today he's on talking about the novels of Anne Rice, specifically her work, The Vampire Chronicles. Murray was a huge fan of The Vampire Chronicles when he was younger, hadn't given much thought to them until the news of Anne Rice's death came out. He posted on Facebook something about remembering fondly these novels, and I used that as an opportunity to invite him on to talk about fandoms we left behind, things that were really important to us once that, for whatever reason, they're just not in our lives anymore. This is Geek 4, a podcast about fans, fandom, and fan culture. I'm Dr. Michael Boyce. Everyone likes something, but what are you a geek for? You posted something when Anne Rice died on your Facebook account about how you, you were sad, but it was more this kind of this nostalgic take on these novels, her vampire novels used to mean a lot to you and you're not as into them anymore. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that feeling when she died and like looking back over a fandom that you kind of left behind. Yeah, it, it was it was a curious thing. It, it uh, uh, One of the things I said in that Facebook post was that uh, I think a lot of Anne Rice is rattling around in my brain. Um, and I said, I think n- not exaggerating at all, that uh, prior to her death being announced, I definitely thought in like, you know, fleeting thoughts about two things related to her writings in the in the prior day. <laughs> I don't know if that's entirely typical. Uh, so are you saying you thinking about her caused her to die? Yeah, probably. That's oh, probably yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the pressure. Murray, mm-hmm. don't, don't think about me very often, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was um, there were numerous kind of texts and numerous fandoms, so to speak, that uh, shaped my adolescence. This is probably true of everybody to some degree, right? Uh, when we spoke before, I probably sounded like I was all Star Trek all the time, but that's not true. I was also like a big fantasy geek and I and and um but also Anne Rice and vampires more broadly. So I was try- trying to kind of make a chronology there. And of, of course, I, I was a kind of monster kid, quote unquote, who liked Godzilla and, and uh, got books from the library about classic uh, monsters and that sort of thing. But, but I, I know that at some point in a Coles uh, in downtown Calgary, I chanced upon a copy of J. Gordon Melton's The Vampire Book, this like incredibly long um, soft cover, like encyclopedia of all things about vampires. And I like impulse bought it. And I think it was like $50 in 1994. So this was not like a cheap purchase from my, my, you know, I guess I was already, I guess I already had a job at that point. So whatever I was, my, it was my money to spend. (laughs) This, Uh, this cut into your savings considerably. Yeah, it did. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't have that book anymore because it eventually fell apart. Like it was, you know, it was probably too long to be a paperback, honestly. Yes. Um, a, a much more uh, concise uh, new edition has come out of that same book this last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know for sure that when uh, Memnock the Devil came out, this is the fifth book in the Vampire Chronicles. And for many, the, the place where it starts to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, I bought that book, I think, the first week that it came out. Uh, and I would have been only a couple of months past 13 of when this happened. Um, and this is also the year after uh, the movie version of Interview with a Vampire came out, which I saw on video, having already read the book. I didn't see it in the theater. I mean, 
I'm, I don't think they let 12 year olds into that, but I can pretty much rent whatever I wanted. Right. Uh, so um, I'd get my parents to, if they wouldn't let me, but that hardly ever came up. Like I mostly yeah. could just rent whatever I want. Nobody ever stopped me. You were a mature um, kid. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think that I was like uh, that. So it would have been either for Christmas or my birthday. Uh, I was given a, my parents gave me a book of, uh, or a, a box set of the first four novels of the, uh, of the Vampire Chronicles. And uh, I, and I remember them saying something like uh, that the store clerk mentioned that there's a lot of adult content on them, or at least not to get her other novels, which are considerably more adults. <laughs> so it's like, that is an understatement. That is a really considerable understatement, depending on which novels we're talking about, because yes. she also had a hard, uh, she had a sideline as a hardcore pornographer, as you might know, writing BDSM, like. Uh, she, she, some... she was a complicated woman. She was, and she had yeah. a very interesting career. No, yes. no question about that. Um, so uh, it's, it's also around the same time that I'm on the internet for the first time. This is 95. So this is like the year one of the commercial internet, basically, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the fandoms that I get involved in online. There are like uh, chat rooms themed around Anne Rice's novels and her characters and, and so on. And, and um, I, I uh, quickly realized that, that, that uh, males were scarce. It was mostly women in these environments. <laughs> Um, but they used male uh, names, uh, mostly drawn from Anne Rice characters, um, of which there are relatively few female characters, honestly, in, in yeah. Vampire Chronicles, which is sort of somewhat curious in its own right. Um, and uh, I, I use the name Santino, which is like a tertiary character in the Vampire Chronicles. And I, I think at the time, I, my, I must have had some sort of instinctive uh, sense of subcultural capital and the extent to which it's like founded in scarcity and obscurity um, that like anybody can call themselves Lestat, but yes. somebody call, who calls himself Santino is somebody who knows the books really well, right? Yes. Um, so uh, I, I, I don't recall uh, having too much of a negative impression of Memnock the Devil when it came out, mm -hmm. uh, but that's usually the most decried book. At least it's pointed to as like, this is the early moment of things going wrong. Okay. And it, the why of that is kind of complicated, but um, so it kind of goes back to Anne Rice's own religious beliefs that uh, she was a lapsed Catholic. She was somebody who was raised Catholic and then broke from the church. And the early books are very much lapsed Catholic books that yeah. are based in, uh, there's a lot of Christian, a lot of Catholic dogma attached to them, but it's mm -hmm. being un undermined in sort of very conspicuous acts of like heresy or something like that. Maybe that's, that's overstating it, but they're like consciously kind of blasphemous, uh, in, especially in the way that vampires are kind of figured as kind of, uh, kind of Christ-like in their own right. Uh, hardly a new idea for Anne Rice, but she popularized it uh, in a lot of ways. Memnock the Devil, she's come back to the church, and then all of a sudden, God and the devil and Jesus are literally characters in the world of the story. Um, and it's, it's, it's like whiplash. It's like a very considerable whiplash. And Lestat is so special mm. that the devil takes him basically on a tour of all, of all creation, uh, it's it's kind of a theodicy, if that's the word. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like it, it spells out this intricate kind of theory of of uh, of the uh, of the history of the universe, basically. And visits visits hell and visits heaven, and and uh, Lestat sees Christ on the cross and literally drinks his blood while he's dr dying on 
it's like it's a it's a bizarre book yeah um and then later she uh uh leaves the church again and it's like the events of that novel just kind of get ridden out it's like never happened don't mention don't mention any of that right um and that's not really the one that threw me off honestly it was kind of later in the series when it just seemed like every tertiary character needed to have their life story told and even um, santino not Santino, actually. Uh, so you Santino kept your dies. <laughs> you kept your cultural cachet. I, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Santino came back long enough to die in one of them, and, and Anne Rice does not kill her characters very often, right? The, uh, or, or if they do, they mysteriously turn up alive again, as, as actually happened to one of the main characters, with with no ultimate explanation of how that happened. Um, but yeah, Sant Santino does does die. He gets telepathically blown up, uh, um, and uh, I think that that um, I, I hate to say it, but I, I get the sense of Anne Rice as somebody who bought her own publicity a little too much, um, and uh, uh, and for a while she was frequently kind of picking internet fights with uh, around fan fiction. And around Amazon.com reviews, she like refused to co cooperate with Amazon because there are too many negative reviews. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a writer too. I, I can understand the sting of these things, but when you happen to be a bestseller, it, it seems like this is easy to ignore, right? And uh, yeah, you're making a lot of money off of this this very lucrative franchise, and people mm -hmm. forget like how 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 lucrative that was. Like you know when mm -hmm. when Interview with the Vampire the film came out, she was regularly on like Entertainment Tonight because it was the whole controversy about whether you know Tom Cruise was a good choice yeah. for Lestat, I mean, and that wasn't the best look to begin with. Yeah, uh, yeah. So she's uh, she's had this kind of like public persona of like being a contrarian and a like a you know kind of setting herself up even speaking you know against her own franchise mm -hmm. she's a complicated she was a complicated woman then i mean she left and returned to the church a couple of times because like then she yeah, yeah. she did the, the the weird jesus novels at the end yes. of her, near the end of her life um yes and, and for a while there she insisted that she would never write the, the, the vampire chronicles again uh, and then later she did, and she broke with the church, like a, a presumably a final time. I mean, I don't know what the last years of her life were like, uh, but there, there's a definite kind of whiplash <laughs> because uh, whatever issues she was going through in terms of religion are kind of there on the page. They, they all get processed through, through her novels, and it feels kind of indulgent after a while. Yeah. Um, so what was it that drew you into these these novels? Was it just the vampires? Like you'd kind of had that that that, that experience of the the vampire book, and mm -hmm. I, th I think so. I mean, uh, a lot of it. When we spoke before, I spoke about um, about world building, and uh -huh. there's a lot in there. Like it, it provides a kind of, kind of interesting origin story for the vampire, which traces back to ancient Egypt, and and ha has this large cast of characters and. Uh, hops around like uh, not everyone but most of her novels are kind of a mix of contemporary and uh, period mm -hmm. and are kind kind of a hybrid with uh, historical fiction where we get like intricate portraits of this particular period in France and so on yeah. so yeah. and she, she also wrote some straight historical novels like Cry to Heaven and like Feast, Feast for All Saints as well 
um, which I, I don't know if those age well at all. I've, I've not, you know, maybe they age better. I don't know. Possibly. Um, but I, I, I found that when I was in grad school, I met other people, almost all female, actually, who kind of had the same experience of having been like uh, um, ride or die Anne Rice fans, but everybody stopped reading her. Yeah. At some point, mm -hmm. presumably not everybody, because she continued to write books. Somebody must have been buying them. But everybody seemed to have the same experience of I just couldn't get past this one book. I just didn't care anymore. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, when she uh, around 2014, when she went back to the Vampire Chronicles after this lengthy hiatus mm -hmm. and published Prince Lestat, I was like, OK, I'll read this. Uh, I got the book. And I felt like I experienced the same kind of arc in miniature where at the beginning, it's like, I'm kind of digging this. It's like, look at all these characters are like my old friends. Here's what they're doing now all these years later. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, I was like, I just don't care about this story at all. Uh, and it, it seemed like it kind of got lost in uh, trying to work at every character imaginable and covering every little loose dangling loose threads from all of the previous novels. And it's like, it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was fascinated by, by the, the, the novels probably in high school. Like, you know, I, I think there were only three or four out at that point. And I, I read them all and like, you know, this, this weird world and what people forget, like vampires have kind of a, there's a there's a cycle of interest in vampires um you know and, yeah, and historically absolutely yeah so like you know they fall out of favor but she really establishes stuff that becomes kind of like integral to the 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 more recent vampire uh trend uh like the yeah. twilight stuff there's definitely stuff of her vision of what vampires are like and the, the kind of world in like the twilights or the the true bloods or like yeah. i don't know if it's just the 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 louisiana because she is so connected with new orleans um, mm -hmm. um i was wondering like how when you look back on anne rice um you know your experience with prince lestat notwithstanding um how do you see her kind of shaping that bigger mythology of vampires and people's appetite for stories of vampires well, quite quite considerably, uh, and there's maybe there's there's ways of overstating her singular role in this, uh, because like Dark Shadows is also a pretty big thing for sure. reshaping the vampires and good guy vampires and tortured you know self-loathing vampires. The seventies has a, a bunch of those other than than Interview with the Vampire too. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, the the explosion of vampire fiction, which is sort of a uh, like uh, in the 80s, of course, ho horror paperback fiction was was doing far better, you know, than it had before or after. Um, that's kind of tapers off in the 90s. And um, Anne Rice is sort of on the edge of that uh, kind of between that and, and the, the historical drama. But then there's other writers like P.N. Elrod and like Chelsea Quinn Yarbrough, who are also writing good guy vampire kind of kind of narratives on the side. And Vampire the Masquerade, uh, the, the role-playing game, uh, which has its own novel line and has its own short-lived TV spinoff, which kind of has Anne Rice Envy as well, Kindred the Embraced. If people can find that on YouTube or whatever, it's it's a, it's a very odd little like mid-90s short-lived relic. It was produced by Aaron Spelling, so it's kind of soap oh. opera. Yeah, it, 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 was, uh, it was kind of, I, I kind of liked it. It was, mm -hmm. um, there was something pleasant about it. 
uh like the cast was pretty good but it wasn't scary at all like not even slightly um and i think it got canceled after like 10 episodes or or something like that it was Mm -hmm. like uh um but yeah i mean Anne rice is you know probably the single most influential writer of the vampire in the second half of the 20th century i think that can be said without much controversy and the particular dynamic that in, is introduced in Interview with a Vampire between Louis and Lestat as the one vampire who is tortured and self-loathing and brooding mm-hmm. and, and has, has dark hair, and Lestat as the blonde-haired, uh, devil-may-care, brat prince kind of character. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the dynamic between Angel and Spike on Buffy, and it's the, yeah. it's the dynamic between Bill and Eric on True Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I arguably even earlier, that's the dynamic between the two male leads in in the Lost Boys. Mm. So that that influence, you know, is is keenly felt all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that sense of historic arc to to the the vampire story. I mean, I I, I see the same thing in in Angel and and Spike as well. Like where they go back in time, you see kind of <laughs> where they come from, and you know this sense of sweeping history. And there's almost romanticism that's connected with the the idea of being a vampire. I suppose like some of the some of the eighties the 80s vampire stuff and i am going off the top of my head and i realize i'm speaking to an expert and that's always dangerous but like the lost boys is like like they're punks there's not really that sense um or the hunger something like that where it's it's just kind of chic and 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 a little different um but yeah i I think i think she really infuses that sense of history because that's not in dracula um the novel um no to to any real stat no no i mean dracula Dracula is about the past in a nebulous sort of sense, but it's a deeply contemporary novel. Like yeah. it's a, yeah. it's a v- Victorian novel through and through. Um, and, and uh, uh, that, uh, I mean, a lot more can be said about Dracula on that front, but the, yeah. like uh, Dracula's backstory is given like one paragraph, you know, uh, we're not really all that interested in where he came from. As just like the threat that he represents today is what matters. Yeah. Francis Ford Coppola, what are you doing? Like, Stop yeah, that well, nonsense. that's actually a really good example. Like, w- would there have been Bram Stoker's Dracula in the no. form that it made to the screen without Anne Rice? I wouldn't think so, honestly. Well, even, I, 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 even even like uh, what we uh, what we do in the shadows, uh, the film and the TV series, like that is so. At least, I don't think it's a direct spoof of Anne Rice, but that's her vision of vampires. Like they they live in this kind of contemporary world but they're not really part of it there's like references to the the past and that that romantic sense of what it means to be a vampire um mm. it that's comedy um a comedy version of it but i i, I watched that going like oh yeah and again kind of like what you were saying like remembering that oh yeah right i remember reading these novels i remember being influenced by this and haven't thought about them in a really long time but you know, it's 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 kind of interesting to just dip my toe back in, um, into that. Yeah, fandom. The, I I I uh, managed to recollect a few of the Vampire Chronicles novels <laughs> through uh, local uh, uh, free mini libraries, and uh, I've read read enough to like. She's a very talented writer. Like she can mm-hmm. put together words very effectively. She's quite good at description. Yeah, and historical periods really come to life in her. Uh, in her prose, like she was a very gifted writer. There's no question about that. Um, And people forget how prolific, Um, like, you know, setting aside the Vampire Chronicles, she mm -hmm. wrote a lot. 
that were not the yeah. Vampire Chronicles. Um, and people just tend to, and I bet most people could only name like a couple of the Vampire Couple uh, titles uh, yeah. because they, that's become the thing. Interview the Vampire. I can remember Queen of the Damned. You said Memnock the Devil, so I remember that one. What's the second one called? The second one's called The Vampire Lestat. It, oh. It's somewhat a generic title. That's a pretty terrible title, actually. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it it does describe the novel. It does. Yeah, it, he is a vampire, <laughs> and he is, and it, it it is his origin story, and and it's like it's it's the novel that puts him like at the center of everything in a way that never changes from mm-hmm. from that point on. Even the novels that he's not in, because there's like a lengthy period late in the series where he's sidelined, basically languishing in a coma, while everybody else kind of stands around and talks about him like for the duration of entire novels it's a good good example of a, a side character in the first book who swiftly becomes the central character yes and there's just no looking back after that point um and it, it should be said too like you've used the the word romanticism which i think is is quite apt for mm. describing Anne rice's style and maybe that's what appealed to me when i was 12 or, and 13 as well it's like there's lots of soaring emotions it's yeah, i want to wear a cape uh, yeah yeah <laughs> no, it, it is it's curious to me like looking back on it just how yeah um i did not get into the internet fan culture but i can imagine i mean seeing little bits um you know through studies of like fan cultures now uh things like the twilight series or things like that that people really get into i could only imagine in those infant those infant days of the internet how people were responding to this stuff and 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 finding connections and meeting people to 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 share their love of this world you must have been so popular being santino (laughs) yeah well um I, I, I don't even know if Santino was the first one I used, honestly, but uh, and it, the, the uh, chat rooms were sort of half role play and half not. It was kind of, kind of an odd dynamic, you know, Ooh, that's a little uh, uncomfortable, but yeah. you know, hey, to each his own, to each his own. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, now that now that Anne Rice um, has has shuffled off this mortal coil, um, Inevitably, the questions about longevity, about influence, about you know her place in in kind of literary literary history. Why, where do you see her 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 standing? Yeah, I I, I remember that I was teaching class. Uh, it was like a mini class about um, uh, at Carleton. They had these where high school kids of various ages would come for like a taste of university life, and I did a couple of those on, on like horror, uh, a couple of successive years. This is a while back now, like around 10, 10, 12 years ago. And I remember at one point when we were talking about vampires, talking about Anne Rice and just nobody seemed to know what I was talking about. So I asked who here has heard of Anne Rice, who here has heard of interview with the vampire? Not, not a hand, you know, now admittedly, these were pretty young people, but it does seem like her, uh, her cultural register, has has diminished considerably uh and maybe twilight kind of just picked it up and ran ran with it and that's like this that filled the niche that the vampire chronicles previously held um i i think that uh this uh forthcoming interview with the vampire tv series which uh uh, was in development hell for quite a long time from the Mm -hmm. sounds of things uh should prove pretty interesting 
Um, and just what we've heard so far is that like uh, a number of characters have been cast with black actors who are not black characters. In mm -hmm. fact, the Vampire Chronicles are quite white. Uh, other than other than the ancient Egyptian characters, like virtually every character of substance is uh, either a white European or or American. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's that's probably a quite good idea. You know, yeah. uh, I I I definitely think that that's a good choice. And and Louis is being played by the fellow who played Grey Worm on on Game of Thrones, which seems okay. like pretty good casting to me. Yeah, that seems really good, actually. Uh, yeah, I wonder, like when the film came out, those kind of HBO large premium shows weren't an option um mm -hmm. but perhaps given the the scopes of the novels and, and where they go that would have been a, a much better thing than a film um yeah I, 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 that's that's for sure there, there's kind of interesting history like interview with the vampire the movie interview with the vampire i think holds up pretty well like it's mm -hmm. it's, it's a lavish expensive production yeah some of the casting choices are better than others admittedly uh but um <laughs> I, I will say we could go back to that point about like Anne Rice publicly being upset that Tom Cruise was cast as Lestat, but then the publicity value of her ultimately endorsing yes. his performance was was all the greater. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that the the video release started with a little like a uh, little thing of her saying uh, basically like I wasn't sure if I'd like li like Tom Cruise in this part but I, I did. And also here's my new book. <laughs> like basically it was, and I, I can't think of, a, of the author of a source uh, text being featured in that way. It really no. does such a prominence. Um, the, the only comparable thing I can think of uh, without the plug and uh, attempt to sell a, a new book um, uh, what's his name? Lee Childs, who does the Reacher series. Mm -hmm. And it's actually around Tom Cruise too. Yeah, yeah. Um Tom Cruise was cast as Reacher. Reacher in the novels is like 6'4 and 300 pounds of muscle. Doesn't look like Tom Cruise at all. And then there's, there's now a new, uh, I think it's Amazon Prime. Uh, it's quite good, actually. Um, and the guy looks like more Reacher. And uh, Lee Childs has done interviews saying like, you know, I, I like Tom Cruise. He was a really nice guy. But like the fans kept saying, he doesn't look like Reacher. Um, mm -hmm. That's the only example I can think of where the author of a source material has spoken so much into the casting Um uh he he was not as negative as she was um mm -hmm. but yeah that's a it's a really curious position to take because then it like it begs i mean craftily it begs her input on every other casting choice like well did yeah. you like this one did you like this one it keeps her relevant um and and given how inconsistent she was over the years in terms of her like you know positions and beliefs and and all that um you know, she was endlessly fascinating yeah, and uh, so then the other novel uh, that got adapted was Queen of the Damned. Like somehow it hopped from the second, from the first to the third novel. Um, Which was a although, terrible film. <laughs> it was a terrible film, and it sort of tries to adapt elements of the second and third novel at the yeah. same time. You, it, 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 uh, it's deeply campy. Like it went for a very different vibe. Yeah. Um, and apparently, like, the reason why they made it is that they, they it was like the rights were going to lapse back to her as like a use it or lose it kind of situation. And my recollection was that she didn't say anything to condemn it, but wasn't particularly out there praising it either. Yeah, it wasn't anywhere near the the, the, the lavishness of, of Interview with the Vampire. Like, I, I don't think it was straight to video, but it was pretty darn close. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so yeah, asking her, her even offering an opinion on it probably didn't really matter, but yeah. Yeah. 
So going to go back and read Interview with the Vampire again? I, I, I think that I probably uh, should. Yeah. <laughs> there are many of, of her novels that I'll, I'm not inclined to uh, reread. But actually, the you uh, alluded to her other series, like uh, the Mayfair Witches series. Uh-huh. Uh, I also liked a lot. It wasn't quite my thing. But I also, you know, I, I enjoyed the, at least the first two books in that novel, quite uh, in that series, quite a lot. The Witching Hour and Lasher. Mm-hmm. Third one is is odd and uh, um, it doesn't quite stick the ending, I don't think. But um, yeah, I think if I were to offer um, like an, a, an overarching criticism of Anne Rice, it's, it's not knowing when to move on. It's, you know, she mm-hmm. continues on too long. That's really I think I think that was true of the Vampire Chronicles and and the other series of hers that I'm aware of mm-hmm. is that she didn't end them properly. Yeah. Well, that, that's, uh, I think that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, she, she also like, she had some odd sideline projects. She wrote a book called the mummy back in the eighties, Yes, yeah. which, which was like a kind of fast paced romp pastiche kind of thing. It's like the tone was very different. Hmm. Um, and it ends on a cliffhanger. It ends like totally in the middle of like everything and I'm told that she eventually did an ebook finishing it off like oh. a, a while back. It's like that, it's like around 30 years later. Um, it's like, that's peculiar. That seems like an odd thing to do. <laughs> but, Just let that go. Just maybe <laughs> let that go. Oh, But as far as world building goes, like the, the uh, Vampire Chronicles and the, uh, the Mayfair Witches series take place in the same world. And there's some limited crossover uh, some secondary characters kind of cross over uh, between the two of them. And that's kind of fun to, yeah. to note those connections as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been a fascinating conversation, not only about Anne Rice, but also like that, that larger sense of nostalgia for things that we, we care deeply about and, and, you know, have, have moved on from, but can still think back fondly about it. I, I really appreciate the, the time that you spent with me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a love that fades, you know, yeah. but you can still look on with a certain amount of uh yeah uh, you can still yeah. be you can still be friends yeah absolutely <laughs> thank you for joining me on geek four you can follow the show on instagram and twitter at geek four pod or me on twitter at mw voice if you listen on apple podcast click the subscribe button and consider leaving a five-star review Be sure to join us next time when we learn what someone else is a geek for.